Yes, man, then welcome to the QA section of Four Man Up. We're going to ask the brothers just some questions on marriage that we've collected from our community, um, and we're going to do our best to, to give you guys the real reels on this on these questions. So I want to ask you guys, um, um, I've got a narrative here, which I think is quite um, popular in today's society. Um, this brother has asked, I see a lot of black husbands and fathers walk away from their families, and I've never understood why. From the perspective of a married man, why do you think this is? What are these men going through that is so serious that they are willing to abdicate their wife and children? Wow. It's kind of a meaty one there still. That's a, that's a uh, juicy, a, a juicy, very one. juicy very question. Juicy, very juicy question, Rev. I'm thinking, well, well yeah, I mean, what's your there's, thoughts? A, there's a lot to say. I think if a man walks away yeah. or gets to, to that point, I, I'm, first and foremost, I'm not going to be insensitive yeah. to say that there are moments in life that can become overwhelming. Okay. And just you don't have the capacity yeah. mentally, emotionally, or spiritually to deal with them. And so you, the next step is to depart. Yeah. And I think, you know, we can't say that men can't get to that place because yeah. clearly they can. Yeah. So we have to acknowledge that something that can happen to a man um, and what can we do along the journey to prevent that. Um, and it, it, it can be a number of factors. I think, I think one thing you have to realize, you don't get to that point suddenly. No, you don't. So no, you don't. I think it's a process of things that you just don't deal with along the way. Yeah. It could start as a small seed and it begins to grow into a harvest yeah. where you get, it gets so unmanageable yeah. that you think that the appropriate action is I've got to kind of abdicate yeah. the home my family, my wife, um, to detriment to your family and your wife and even your own life. Your life. But, but you just think that this, is, this, is, this decision is going to lead to peace. Wow. Um, and so uh, the best thing to do as men, I think, is, again, you know, communities like this and peership and people you can speak to, not wade into until a problem gets so big that you can't manage it. Yeah. You, you, we, we've got to learn to get counseling earlier, yeah. uh, therapy earlier, yeah. you know, rather than wait, waiting until we get to that point. Yeah. But it, it, it is possible. And then the second thing I'd say is the scripture definitely has a strong thing in terms of men not taking care of their family. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Worse yeah and and he, right? what does he say? He worse. said, you're worse than an infidel. Yeah. yeah. He says, you're worse than an infidel. That's a strong that's word, isn't it? I mean, we can't let the, just, you know, the Muslims have that word. Yeah, that's yeah, a word yeah, in the yeah. scripture. <laughs> the infidel, the unbeliever, the one, the, it's actually the one without covenant. The one without covenant. Hmm. Um, and, you know, part of what we, we find even where it says about the culture sometimes in, in periods like this, is that people will be covenant breakers, truce breakers. Uh, they'll struggle to stay in covenant. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so the, the word speaks very strongly uh, against that. But at the same time, you get people that get to a place where they're like, I, I just can't do it. Yeah. So I don't know if I have an answer uh, to say that it happens, but I would, I, I would say that get help earlier. Yeah. 
It's important. And I think that's just for black men in general. Yeah, definitely. Get help earlier. Go to the doctors earlier. You know, yeah, so much things we can no, say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't 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 wait till it balloons out of control. Yeah. Um. Until and then it's much harder. Yeah. To to get back because yeah. I was talking to one man. He'd gone through two divorces. Two. A couple of weeks ago, but he was he was he's in a much better place now. His his heart's open, but he said each divorce ripped him to shreds. I, I thought that's so powerful. <laughs> To ripped him to shreds. And we, and we both came to the conclusion that it's supposed to do that. You're not supposed to get divorced and before. feel better, yeah. You're not supposed to leave your wife and kids and feel whole. It, it doesn't work that way. Try. It breaks you. It breaks down the family unit, which we need so much in our community. 100%. It breaks down the model that, yeah. that, that others need to imitate. Yeah. Um, it break down, breaks down the pillar of our, yeah. of our culture and our society. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's ill-advised. Ill-advised, uh, But I think you've got to do the prep work at front and then also during, if you're going through issues, there's, get the help you need. No, 100, yeah. man. 100, like, I feel like, yeah, what you're saying, it just shows me more and more that I believe men, all men have a cap. Yeah. And I guess the, advice or even given to us is how we strengthen that cap or widen that cap, you know. I, I, I liken it to like, you know, we have capabilities and also capacity, you know, which, which deals with what we can carry, you know. And I guess for a man to leave wife and children, you know, mm. I told my for the time, like, you know, I know you don't call them what, let's call them a, you know, deadbeat, whatever. I said for a man, mm. right. to do life with his woman, yeah. be intimate enough to, to make kids and, and to then to leave, I said something like, in her, in her, it's gone wrong. You know what I mean, kind of thing. And and he, and men, when they reach cap, you know, that's why maybe they hate us walking away when we walk away from arguments. <laughs> you know, they walk away. You know what I mean, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying, just Craig David, if walking away, you know what I mean, it's walk away. You know what I mean, kind of thing. And and you know, which kind of speaks to the whole thing of a man's response to defeat and shame and whatnot. Something's happened here. Yeah, that means now he's willing to even consider the take of leaving wife and kids. I want to ask another question. How do you open up to your wife about your struggles or fears without her questioning your leadership? Is it advisable to open up to your wife about your struggles or fear? No, I want to put it. I want to put it. Good, good question. Yeah, you have to go through that process, isn't it? Already? Yeah, yeah. We, we've been through that process about opening up and being being open to, to to what you're struggling with. I would say it's very much advised. Don't ever not do it. The fact that you've got married, the fact that you're in this relationship, I don't think any good woman's now gonna turn around and judge you when you're open and you're sincere and you're direct. I think the longer you leave it, whatever the challenge may be, the more difficult or the worse it becomes. And I think sometimes, if when you're opening up about a situation or challenge, yeah. if her first response is annoyance, it may, it may not be directly annoyance at you, but maybe at the idea that if you say you love me, you know I love you, why have you waited this long? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first thing I would kind of say is, when you've opened up, if it's something that's been going on and her first response is, why are you just telling me? It may not all, it's, sorry, it's not a response of anger, it's responsive. 
if we are meant to be one, you should have told me this already. Once you guys can work past that, it's a lot easier. But most importantly, you know, if you're, if you're questioning your ability, if you're questioning the response your wife is going to give you, you probably would have seen that before you got married. Now you're at this point, you guys still have to try and work through it all. So obviously, I totally agree with you, but obviously, that also, you know, that's reality sometimes, where based on what isn't allowing to share, there may be a level of, you know, of, of, of fear or, you know, or, or share. What would you say was like, you know, that, what is the how behind you knowing you need to do this in regards to confess or share with your wife? Knowing that what you're sharing can can also be something you know embarrassing or fearful or shameful. <sighs> like it was it, it was like a you know principle so to speak that like you can say that you kind of like what 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 got what got you just you said earlier about you know yeah, the, the finances what got because this is affecting our it's affecting us as a unit. You know, you're, you're trying everything, every way to try and balance it. Eventually, it's going to come out even worse, but it's affecting us as a unit. It's affecting my ability to be a husband. So you have to pull it out on the table. So, then, so, so to cut you there. Go on. I think what you did and the time frame you, you did, two years, most people would do that. Then the flip side is then yeah. you, you allowed pressure. I allowed pressure to get to, to me. To make you cool. to do it. And, cool. and, and so... Because the, the reality is now, based on what I'm hearing you saying, and sometimes when it comes to sharing our affairs and whatnot, it's basically when it gets too much on us, that's when we share. So, so is, that, is, that, is that a healthy no, way of no, doing no, it? No, you know? no, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not. It's a caveat, though. I could take it back. <laughs> it needs a caveat. He's playing chess, not chess. He plays proper chess with me. He's playing chess with me. He's playing to caveat that, if I take it all the way back, yeah, uh, I probably just should have put it all out on the table from the start. Course, yeah. And I should have never tried this toxic view that, you know, sharing makes you weak. I think it's this view that sharing makes you weak that led me to try and to be this, I am the man I don't need to share and I can deal with it. Yeah. Sure, it's crazy. What was going on with me financially? Not even my friends knew about it. I kind of carried it all on my chest. And until I started to talk about it, it made me feel so much better. Mm -hmm. Sharing doesn't make you weak. Talk. Now, if you can't start with your wife, talk with a friend who is close enough with you guys that, uh, I want to say you want to bring something as an intermediary. No, talk, start with a friend. But know it's a friend who you know would then say, who will encourage you to talk to your wife? Hold you accountable. Hold you accountable to talk to your wife. That's the word. Hold you accountable to talk to your wife. But sharing doesn't make you weak. It's this toxic view out there that we don't need to share. How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm all right. What's good? I'm good. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Good, good. Everyone's good. No, if you're not good, say I'm not good because this is what I'm going through and it's driving me mad. Sharing doesn't make you weak. Okay, cool. Yeah, I thought I just add a bit. Yeah, I know you moved yeah. it all around. Yeah. I'm just saying, bro, because the reality is what you did is what most of us would do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then sometimes when the pressure hits the fan, at that point, it almost becomes a, an issue that's not all the time, but sometimes beyond repair, right? You know I, what I mean? That has the yes. effect. So I, 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 based on the question that I think they're kind of asking, most guys want to avoid that. So obviously, the, you know, you shared obviously principle. I think that principle you said there is probably the best one because it now brings us into that whole community that you were talking about, about being around other people that can, you can do life with, that can hold you 
to account in areas where maybe if nobody else knew, you just let it slide. You yeah, know? You know yeah. Know yeah. Kind of thing. So now, thank you for that as a uh, an Abba. This is the last question. Um, did you pray to meet the woman that you eventually married, or did you know the first time, then eventually let things grow naturally unto marriage? I'm asking this for you because it's fresh. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, de I I definitely didn't pray to meet her. <laughs> You didn't pray for her? I didn't pray man, to man, man saw her and said, yep, that's me. I didn't <laughs> pray to me. And I'll tell, I'll tell you, I came out of a relationship and then I just thought, no, I, I don't want to do this relationship thing anymore because I saw issues within myself that I wanted to, you know, address. Um, and also I was coming to a time where, you know, after, but to be fair, to be fair, a caveat of that, it was after a time of intense prayer and fasting. Oh, okay. Which was very profound. So I went into this time of like, for about a month, on and off, but just a month of like consecration. And that really showed me a lot of issues I had within myself. And obviously that's what led me into, okay, cool. I wanna, I wanna pursue God fully with my heart, but also I just wanted to focus on that and just focus on myself in that regard. So that was one of the first times and probably the only, yeah, the first times in my life for a long time where I was in a mindset of, I don't want a woman, I don't need a woman. That's not even my mind frame. And I just wanna seek God with all my heart. I wanna seek God with all my heart. That was my mind frame. And, when I then, you know, met my wife, it was profound because I knew straight away. And I, I was never of that, that school of thoughts of, if you see, I was never of that school of thoughts. I was very much, you go get what you want, or, you know, you, if you like a girl, you work with it, and then you speak with her and see, and, and have that conversation and see if you want to take it to the next level. But when, that was the first and only time in my life, and I, and I, and I knew it because of, obviously, the, the, the foundations, or obviously, the, the prayer and fasting, but also just, yeah, it was just profound. It was unique. I can't explain it. I can't give you a detailed breakdown, but from there it was, you know, then working through and obviously approaching it wisely. And I think that the way I think it was so interesting for me is because it's just the way the Lord allowed that to happen and the way he allowed me to, um, you know, to, to, to build my inner man or to build just even the foundations that, you know, that were needed for marriage in that, in that time frame of obviously pursuing or, you know, going through the friendship stage with her and things of that nature. So... Yeah. Powerful. That's good. Thank you, Abba. Abba just knew, and that was it. So sometimes it is a bit supernatural, people of God, you know. Sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> but guys, if you have any more questions for us, please leave a comment below. We'll go through them and we'll be more than happy in our next episode to go through more questions from you guys. I want to thank you guys once again. And before man up, we'll look forward to seeing you guys soon. Take care. Blessings.